It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado, serving for almost 18 years in our community here. Welcome to the show. It's live. If you're listening on Grace FM and the Grace FM radio network or online or on the app, it's live. If you're on the East Coast, our friends listening in on Hope FM, you're hearing it a one week later. One week later, however, uh, if you call anytime the show is on, you're going to get a live person answering. We're going to answer your question live, and then it'll air live in Colorado, Nebraska, Wyoming, online on the Grace FM radio network, and then one week later, Hope FM. So we're always excited and encouraged to talk to you guys on the East Coast. So you guys give us a call, 303-690-3000. We had a full show completely yesterday. I mean, overwhelming texts and calls from call to call to call. If you weren't able to get in yesterday or get on the air or you didn't get a question answered by text, go ahead and try it again today. 303-690-3000. And then you can text me at 720-336-0897. That's a dedicated line for texting. So give me a call. 303-690-3000. 7203360897 we have um we have a big retreat going on this weekend the ladies of calvary uh and a few other calvaries are going to be joining together up in the mountains for the annual women's retreat so we're going to want to pray for them so over 300 women are going to be up there uh serving uh and loving and being encouraged and being built up uh in the lord and that's a good thing. And then uh, we have, I was thinking about this, we won't be able to sing to him on Saturday, but Pastor Aaron has a birthday on Saturday. I'm not going to sing to him now, but if you want to sing to him, uh, Pastor Aaron is celebrating his birthday this weekend, and those are always momentous occasions just being uh, you know, being encouraged. Uh, and I mean, if you think back, uh, Pastor Aaron has been with us here at Calvary for, for over four years. Uh, he came out in September of 2013, and um, he has done a lot, um, a lot over the four years he's been here as a part of the team and uh, had our first school ministry under our belt and um, all, so much ministry, so really grateful for the work that God has done through that young man, uh, and we're just waiting for calls. 303-690-3000 is the number. Last night, we're in the Bible on Wednesday nights. Uh, we were studying, uh, we are studying the book of Kings. We're actually started in Samuel, so we finished First Samuel, Second Samuel, and now we're in finished the 21st chapter of First Kings last night, and we don't have too many more chapters uh, before we finish. Uh, that I mean, we have one more chapter, and then we finish the book of First Kings, 
and then we'll go right into Second Kings. We're going to work our way through at least Chronicles uh, and verse by verse on Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights is at Calvary uh, is our desire to to really live out in a practical way Acts two forty two. Uh, in you know sometimes there there is the the need to adapt our worship style because of the growth of the church. And as the church has gotten larger, uh, God has really challenged us to create environments where uh, it can be a gathering of a large amount of people, but at the same time be uh, a smaller church. Uh, And we do that on Wednesday nights in our Wednesday night Bible study. We have worship and we have communion. And what I mean by worship is worship and song. And then we have a time of communion that's available throughout worship. And then we break off into small groups and we focused prayer. Right now we're focusing our prayer on our missionaries. And one of the things that we're also doing is we're writing notes to our missionaries and we're dropping them in the mail so that whenever the mail gets them there, it'll be just the perfect timing of the Lord where they can read through and and know that we care for them, know that we're praying. And, and there's probably going to be words of wisdom and words of knowledge written down. There's probably going to be uh, you know, just the the one piece of paper at just the right time, and 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 so we spend some time writing a note, and then we have time of Bible study, and uh, it's a glorious time on Wednesday nights, and uh, we gather together, and and I, I'm really encouraged by the focused prayer, uh, just really challenged by uh, David Wilkerson, really challenged by Jim Cimbala, but more importantly, really challenged by the whole in, uh, Manny Mill. And then more importantly than all the men that have written books, R.A. Torrey, uh, E.M. Bounds. I mean, we've been saturated in prayer. Uh, but more importantly, any of those books on prayer, uh, we have been challenged by the Holy Spirit for our church to be a house of prayer and that we would move uh, the hand of God as God moves us through our prayer. And it's been a challenging season as one of the things that we've seen early on is that not many people want to pray. Uh, they, they, that for some reason, praying in a group is not what people want to do. But if you read through the book of Acts, they were always praying together in groups. Always. There was always a gathering of prayer with a group of people. Uh, and I just believe it's discipleship. It's going to take time. And it is. It's been very fruitful. Our prayer meetings have grown so much that we had to... We don't have any room left in our building. Like, we really use every square inch for some type of purpose. So we had to remodel our, our conference room uh, for the office, for the office side when we have meetings. And we remodeled it so it could be a larger prayer room uh, when it's not being used for com- uh, meetings and such. So it's used for prayer meetings. It's really cool. But I can't believe we don't have any calls, so give me a call. 303-690-3000. Uh, lines are wide open. Uh, at any rate, I wanted to let you know that that we post our Bible studies online the next day as well as uh, on our app. And you can listen to our Bible studies uh, online for free at calvaryaurora.org. And I see yesterday's message is posted and also on our app. So in your uh, app store, whatever phone you use, whatever iPad, whatever you have, uh, just search Calvary Aurora, and our free apps will show up there. 303-690-3000. So here's a great question coming to us from the northern part of Colorado. Uh, It's through the text line. 
is there any way to prove the validity of any events in the Old Testament historically or scientifically? The answer to that is yes, overwhelmingly yes. One way to help provide evidence for the events that took place in the Old Testament and the New Testament for that matter is that we can go we can get on a plane from Denver fly to Newark, New Jersey and then get on a plane to Tel Aviv and actually land in the uh, on the land known today as the state of Israel and things are there right now let me give you one just and there's so much archaeological evidence um, for the to substantiate the facts within the scriptures but there is um, there there is a stone that they found at Caesarea Philippi uh, or Caesarea Maritima by the sea that's known as the Tiberius stone and the Tiberius stone is one that has it, it's known as uh, I should say I'm calling it the Tiberius stone I'm actually calling it wrong it's the Pilot stone uh, the original is in the Israeli Museum, uh, and a replica is there uh, on the side of the Caesarea Maritima. It's one of the first stops that we make when we take a tour to Israel, and it's a it's a part of a carved limestone uh, with a partially inscribed uh, inscription attributed to and mentioning Pontius Pilate. The thing is, is that before this was discovered in 1961, uh, many people completely dismissed that there was ever a Pontius Pilate, that he ever existed, uh, that he had no career. Uh, it was a made up by the by the false believers of Jesus and and how untrue that is. The stone's right there. They have a replica. You can see the repl- replica when we go to Caesarea. And then when we end our tour in Jerusalem, we go to the Israeli Museum, the original limestone carving is right there. And, I mean, all of Israel is filled with artifacts, archaeological artifacts. How how about, here's another example of historical evidence. And there's, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a book that kind of gives you a summary of all these things. This isn't one of my expertise, so I I haven't spent a lot of time on it. But there's a a magazine called Biblical Archaeology uh, that that invests all their time in this, Um, but uh, so maybe somebody that's into this can text me or or um, email me some book recommendations. But uh, another example <clears throat> of of events that have been validated by archaeology is um, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, so, for example, we say I- Isaiah wrote the book of Isaiah, uh, and they found manuscripts of the Dead Sea Scrolls that go back to the original <clears throat> the original. Um, uh, books of Isaiah, uh, so plenty of stuff. That archaeological evidence. Every time they find something, it validates the scriptures. And actually, really, uh, because there's so much evidence uh, throughout the world, but especially uh, in that area uh, of known as Israel. Um, I mean, we we stand in the Elah Valley for it's it's still there. The Battle of David and Goliath, the Elah Valley is there historically mentioned in the scriptures, and it's still there. We. It's uh, it's off the side of a highway now, so the bus parks to the side, and it's it's really no nothing but a big valley. Uh, but we stand there and and we teach the Bible uh, with David and Goliath. It's amazing. You just spinning. It's in the middle of nowhere, 
but it's an amazing thing. Uh, I would encourage you to pick up the, I want to say it's The Case for Faith by Lee Strobel has quite a bit um, of insight. And again, I'll have to find you a resource, but every time, so there's so much evidence in the scriptures or in archaeology that uh, ratifies the Bible, but there's so much, I like to put it this way, the Bible ratifies archaeology. Uh, and it's everywhere. 303-690-3000. We got some phone lines. Phil, we're going to go right to line number one. Chris is calling from Eaton, Colorado. Chris, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Pastor Ed. Hi. Hey, What's I up? was just hoping for some prayer. Um, about five months ago, I lost an amazing job. And mm. ever since, my family and I have been struggling to make ends meet. Um and just got presented with a huge job opportunity that I'm really excited for. So I was just kind of hoping that you'd pray with me on that. Okay, I'll, let's let's do that. Father, I do pray for this new open door. I know uh, as we as we have faced uh, closed doors in the past, you know, losing a job or something that we wanted didn't happen. Uh, it's so crushing, uh, bringing us to a place of brokenness. Uh, but it also causes us to cry out to you and to depend on you and to uh, become desperate for your presence and for your faithfulness. And and then it leads to new open doors. And so I pray for Chris in this new open door that you would lead and guide him, uh, that it would uh, be uh, exactly what he was looking for and what he needed. And that you'd use this season. That he, and, and I pray specifically now that you've opened a door for him, God, that he doesn't lose the humility and the brokenness, and he doesn't lose the desperation and the dependence, and he doesn't lose the kind of prayer life that he's had, the kind of dedication that he's that you've brought out of him, that he doesn't become comfortable, uh, and the, and that his family doesn't become you know discomfort and ease now that the paychecks are coming in again, but rather even more grateful for your faithfulness as you fulfill your word, and he's learning this that you will provide for all of our needs according to our to our riches in Christ Jesus. And so provide as you will, Lord, and lead my brother into another area of spiritual growth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. That hit, hit home, so thank you. You're welcome. Let us call back in a few weeks. Tell us how it's going. I will. I will. Thank you. All right. God bless, man. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. I got a question text that says, can you... Uh, do, do you know anything I can use to disciple my, my sons? I teach them studying, uh, and I'm noticing there's a lot of gaps. And so I answered that. Email me, and I'll send you a link for a PDF file that you can print out, and it'll give you about, I think it's three months, three to six months of simple discipleship of the truths of who God is, who the Holy Spirit is, and I'll send you the link. All you need to do is print out the copies and begin doing it. And it's about 15 minutes a day, or it could be more if you want to take, if you want it to be more. And that's open to anyone. You email me, I'll send you the link. And you need Dropbox. So I've been getting a few people going, I can't open the link. Well, you, you need Dropbox because it's in my Dropbox. And that's the easiest way for me to do it. Uh, and because I get hundreds of emails uh, every couple of days, and I just have to use the same system. Otherwise, uh, I, I don't have the time to do it. So get Dropbox. It's free. Uh, if you have a free account, you'll, you'll open it, and it won't be a problem at all. Uh, but I'll send it to anyone that emails me, pastorette at calvaryaurora.org. 303-690-3000. B 
Bianca. Bianca is on line two. She's calling from Aurora, Colorado. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm I'm doing well today, but it looks like from your from the from Frank it's that you're not doing too well. No, I'm not doing too well, honestly. I'm facing a a time of deep discouragement and mm. a lot of closed doors lately and it's just been really discouraging and and I don't really know what to do about this, and I know I can't go to anyone except the Lord, so yeah. I'd like prayer that the Lord would just reveal to me exactly what I need to do, because I'm just experiencing this dry season now, and I know everyone goes through them, but I know the Lord's trying to teach me something. Yes. Well, I can tell you, Bianca, I'm I'm pretty sick and tired of uh, dry seasons in my own life, and so my heart <laughs> is with you, um, and you uh, even have deeper challenges in your life on a daily basis than I do, and and I'm really sorry that um, it's been a dry time for you. I was immediately God gave me a verse. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it, but I want to read it for anyone else uh, that's going through dry seasons. It says, it's in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, and it says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, and nor fruit be on the vines, and though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will joy in the God of my salvation, the Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like deer's feet, and He'll make my walk. He'll make me walk on high hills. Mm-hmm. That's and a nice verse. It really mm-hmm. is. So mm-hmm. let me pray for you and everyone else that is um, going through a dry season. Lord, we also ask for Your Holy Spirit to minister to our sister Bianca. Uh, because we can tell the difference when she's very encouraged and strong in you, and we can tell the difference when she's very weak and just really wrestling through things like she is right now. And how Bianca's life must bring great joy to you, Father, how her perseverance and her endurance through all the difficulties and the trials, and it's it's not just her blindness um, that she wrestles with. If that was bad enough or hard enough, but it's other areas in her life, emotionally and family and friendships and vision, not physical vision. Like she has, I just know Bianca can see things even clearer than we can sometimes uh, in the spiritual realm. But when these dry seasons come and and she doesn't see things clearly spiritually and she doesn't feel things things clearly spiritually and, and the enemy is just beating her down where the fig tree isn't blossoming and there doesn't seem to be any fruit from what she's doing, and the labor of the olive fails, and there just seems to be no food in the fields. God, I pray that you would encourage and strengthen her to rejoice in what you are doing and what you have done and what you want to accomplish in her life. And, and even in verse 19, I just pray that into her life, that you would be her strength and make her walk like deer's feet on walking on the side of mountains, Lord, balanced and powerful and and in control, and we just will wait 
we will wait to for this season to pass. So the good thing is that seasons pass. And so we mm-hmm. pray for this season to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I really do praise the Lord for <clears throat> what you all are doing with this whole writing notes to the missionaries, although, of course, that's nothing I can actually, you know, do on my own when everyone else is doing it, but I'm usually not a note person anyway, because whenever (laughs) I need to tell someone the sweet thing, I prefer to either tell them when they're here or just email them. I mean, not to discourage anyone from writing notes, but I... Not at all. In my opinion, I just think writing notes on paper is unreliable. Yeah, I mean, that's why the bot, that's why I was was thinking uh, this through with some other people. You know, that's why we're all different in the body. That's why some people are toes and some people are hands and some people are mouths. And all of that together is get, gets to be used by the kingdom of God. And some people do this better. Some people don't like this. And, but collectively, we all together make up a beautiful body that can minister and serve people. Yeah, and indeed I have sent many emails out in the past and even if I don't get a response back, sometimes I know they do get them. And That's right, so they do. I'm just thankful to the Lord that we can support missionaries in any way, whether it's sending teams or encouraging people because that's one of my all-time prayers, too, is to someday be sent out on some sort of team. I mean, it doesn't have to be Israel, although that is where my heart is, but even if I start off with something easy like Mexico. (laughs) Mm. Well, thanks for calling, Bianca. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. 303-690-3000. You've just tuned in uh, to this radio station, Hope FM or Grace FM. You're listening to Calvary Live. I uh, want to let you know that we're making some changes here again on Calvary Live. Pastor Nate Morris uh, has recently changed churches. Uh, he has he was planting the Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. But recently, through a series of events, God has taken him and transplanted him to Calvary Chapel in Vail, Colorado, up in the mountains on the other side of the Rocky Mountains from the Denver area here. And because of those changes, he hasn't been able to make a commitment to host on Mondays uh, any longer. So we're so grateful for the work that God has done through Nate. He'll still fill in from time to time, I'm sure, as his schedule uh, allows, as we're traveling or we are away. So our new Monday host, our new permanent Monday host is Nick Cady. He's the pastor at Whitefield Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. 
So you, you have heard Nick many times because he's such a faithful man filling in for us at the last minute many times uh, when we're traveling or we have to be away or something. And so Pastor Nick, he's also still going to fill in various days that he can, but he starts on Monday, his very first Monday. He's going to be the dedicated host for how long? We don't know, but for however long the Lord would allow. So welcome Pastor Nick. He'll be here on Mondays. And say goodbye to Pastor Nate, although he'll still be around to fill in from time to time. For the brother that uh, was, or uh, the person that texted in, I don't know if it was a brother or sister, it's talking about archaeological evidence. Uh, I got a text from Liz that says, hey, mention the Tel Dan steel uh, stone that was discovered during an excavation in northern Israel uh, in the early 1990s. The words House of David are inscribed on the stone. And it's from the book Unlocking the Bible by Jeff Lesane. He's an assistant pastor uh, over at Horizon or at Harvest Christian Fellowship with Greg Laurie. Uh, and, and so there's so much. Uh, just to walk through the Israeli Museum, and not, not just the Israeli Museum, but also the, the uh, Athens Museum and also the British Museum. Those three together have so much validity, especially the Israeli Museum, of all the things they have of the Canaanite gods, the Amorite gods. Unbelievable. Uh, there's great books. I'm looking at a couple on my shelf right now. Uh, the History of the World uh, uh, of the Bible in Maps. And then I, there's a book from the British Museum that goes piece by piece of the things that are in there. Uh, unbelievable, the evidence. So thanks, Liz, uh, for shooting that in. Uh, we got a few minutes, so let's go ahead and take um, line number three is Mercy. She's calling from Denver, Colorado. Mercy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Hello? You're on the air? Yes, you're on the air. Oh, thank you. Um, I have two questions. So when Jesus was healing or doing miracles, you know how he said, like, to some, go and tell, and to others, not to say anything about it? Yes. Uh, so why is that? difference and uh, the other question i have is when after he I, I i don't know if i'm saying this right but i read my bible in my language so yes. when jesus healed uh, uh delivered him from devil he the devil asked him to not to be thrown deep but into the peaks and he allowed yes. it so i was wondering yeah. why that is Okay, well, the first question, why would Jesus tell them not to make him known or to share what he's done is a timing issue of the revelation of Messiah. You see, Jesus was on a very fixed schedule, and mm -hmm. the, the people were overly excited. They were, uh, as you, you know, by the time you get to John chapter 6, you've got thousands of people following him. There's many people following him just to eat and be fed, and, and so Jesus was trying to train his disciples that— uh, it's not the time of the revelation. You know, when he got re when he was revealed, he came into Jerusalem to fulfill prophecy specifically on that particular day, and so it was just a matter of timing. You know, some of them didn't obey it anyway, um, but Jesus was trying to train and teach them to 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 obey him and to listen to him. And some of them did, and some of them failed. And the reality of the demons wanting to be thrown into the pigs is they they the i believe the demonic realm understands because the bible says that satan knows that he has just a little bit of time and the demons were actually asking jesus for some kind of mercy uh to uh, not destroy them or bring the end of the age like the demonic realm the fallen angels 
they know the reality of what's going to happen to them and they know they only have a short amount of time and and so they were crying out knowing that they were speaking to God in human flesh and asking for mercy that's really the only thing that i can come up with when it comes to that particular episode okay thank you for calling mercy thank you pastor bye bye Hey, we're coming up on the break of the first half of our program, so thankful that you were able to join us. Uh, we're going to be breaking away for just a couple of minutes to stretch and take a deep breath, and then we'll be back with the second half of today's program. One line is open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Call right now. Get in on the fun. Text me if you like. Uh, if you need some discipleship material, email me. Make sure you have Dropbox downloaded and email me and I'll send you something you could print out and get going with right away. It's time. Jump into the Word and grow in His grace. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, welcome back to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, taking your calls and your questions. And while we are getting settled into the second half hour of our program, we want to welcome everyone from the East Coast so glad that you guys are listening on Hope FM, Pastor Bill Lupkeman and the team at Calvary Chapel in Marlton, New Jersey. We're so grateful to partner with them in all that the Lord is doing uh, and carrying Calvary Live so that we can connect with you and minister to you. Calvary Live originates in Aurora, Colorado, uh, and from the studios uh, in the broadcast booth of, of Grace FM. Grace FM is a two-station network here in Colorado that covers about 80%, 80% of Colorado's population. And uh, Grace FM is a ministry outreach of Calvary Chapel here in Aurora, Colorado. And your prayers, and you guys here locally, your financial support helps a lot. I was talking to somebody last night. It was interesting. I was talking to somebody last night about the radio station, and, and uh, right before service, uh, one of the brothers who's just been a faithful, faithful brother in our church for many years, and and we were talking about things, and he actually thought there were no expenses with the radio station. Because we had paid it off and paid the mortgage of it, because we had to take a loan in order to purchase the radio station, uh, just, just for perspective, if you guys need to understand, Denver Radio is locked up. It's completely locked up. And radio stations is like real estate. Radio stations is like real estate, that there's only so much, and that's it. And for many years, we were praying for a radio station and praying for an open door, and just nothing happened. There were no open doors, no opportunities, and even some of the opportunities to build a station just weren't going to fit the vision of our ministry. And and then Way FM, which is still here in Denver, it's a mu they're a music station, contemporary Christian music station, uh, we ended up connecting with them and and we were able to purchase this station. But just so you know the dynamics of what it means to... When we say the Lord gave us this station, sometimes people were misunderstand that, like it was free. Uh, it was $3.1 million 
in order to purchase the first Grace FM radio station uh, here, 89.7 FM, $3.1 million. And we had to get a loan for that. God was good. Uh, he provided through uh, the loan, uh, through a friend of ours that, that we have done banking with for many years. And we're, 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 some might look at our church and think we're big or we are uh, more than we are. We're, we're a, a community church that this was beyond our ability and God arranged through the faithfulness of our fellowship to pay that note off within a year, and it's done, and it's paid for. And so that may lead people to think, why do we need, what, what do we need to, to give to the radio station? There are no expenses. Um, there are a lot of expenses, and it's very expensive to run a radio station monthly. And I would just encourage you. So I was talking to the brother. I was very surprised. He's like, well, what do you mean? I thought we didn't have any expenses. No, it's it's pretty expensive. Uh, and the bills come every month uh, for you know things like electricity, tower rent, engineers. Uh, we have to pay for phone lines, internet, music licenses, software, computers, networking, on and on and on. It's like, it's pretty crazy. Um, but we're grateful. Uh, and we are, depend upon the faithful giving of people that are blessed by the station. And if you're blessed by the station, it doesn't matter if you give a lot or a little. If you would would support the station, it would greatly alleviate uh, the, the monthly expenses that come every month. So you can give online at gracefm.com. Even gracefm.com costs... There's a monthly bill with the website, and there's a monthly fee to process giving. It's so there is there is that reality, and in you know if God leads you to give, great. If He doesn't lead you to give, that's great too. We we depend upon the Lord, and He moves His people. Everyone that gives freely, uh, and of course Calvary Aurora gives substantially to keep Grace FM up on the air as well, and. And uh, go to gracefm.com. You can donate there, calvaryaurora.org. You can you can uh, give there, and you can also give on through the app. Um, but I, I wanted to mention that because sometimes I, I was surprised. I didn't I didn't realize that people thought there were no bills. Actually, we also you can also go to calvaryaurora.com. We own that one too, calvaryaurora.com, gracefm.com, or any of the free apps. And maybe you could set up regular giving. You know, thirty bucks, fifty bucks a month, something like that. That would just we have regular bills, and 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 I just know that when you give, you're going to be able to share in all the fruit, because I'm telling you, God uses this this um, station in amazing ways, and I, I I foresee some really cool open doors to bless our community and to minister to our community in even bigger ways in the near future. So I want you to pray about that, um, and I want you to call. Because that's what the show is, 303-690-3000. We're going to go right to line number one. Uh, a, a sister from Greeley wants to stay anonymous. Uh, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Okay. Um, so I, I actually had a question, and I also wanted to see if um, uh, uh, I had a prayer request as well. Okay. Um, so one question that I had was, I have an eight-year-old son, and over the summer we, we, we lived through a really 
horrendous uh, tragedy where he was um, sexually abused by a teenage boy that was a really good friend of the family. Um, our faith is really uh, strong, and, you know, um, he's, he's very confused and he's very upset because in his head he believes that God won't understand. Um, he just, that he won't forgive, he won't understand, he feels very guilty. Um, he ins- he insists that he's not homosexual, and, but he's a, you know, and it's really hard for me to explain to him that, you know, God knows the circumstances. So that was... How old is he? How could how I... He? He's eight years old. He's eight, okay. And have you guys, have you guys sat down with a pastor or with someone to do some family therapy? We have not, and he actually asked me if we could, <clears throat> we were going to a church and our pastor left, and so we decided to start traveling there, but it was all the way in Denver, um, and we just stopped going there, um, and so I was going to need, I was going to look for a new church and a new pastor to get him therapy there. Good. Uh, pastor. There's a great pastor and team in, in Greeley, Calvary Chapel, Greeley, my friend Jeff. Uh, and that would be a great beginning. Uh, you might even find that a Christian counselor uh, outside of a church family, where you can still have, you can still retain the church family atmosphere, and and maybe even connect with a church counselor outside uh, Christian, a, a Christian person that's going to walk them through. Because uh, at at eight years old, let's talk about a few things. At eight years old, your your son is going to feed off of you and okay. your response. And most of the response that he develops will still come. Is his dad in the picture as well? Yes, you. Oh, yes. Did you say yes? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. And so, you you know, mom and dad are going to be the key tools of the Holy Spirit to help this little guy get through this trauma, this, this horrific, <laughs> evil, traumatic event. And Absolutely. the good news is, is that because he's your boy... And and don't misunderstand me. When I say good news, I do not mean that him being violated is good news. But I want to give you some hope down the road. So forgive right. me if my language. But the good news about this is that because your because what's happened to your son is a wound, Jesus Christ heals wounds. Right. And like any other wound, it, it's probably going to scab over. It's going to be a pressure point in his life that the enemy is going to sow seeds of doubt into his life and open up all kinds of avenues of, of guilt and condemnation. These are all normal. What your boy's feeling right now is normal for a poor little guy to have to go through this. And, and the reality for us is to continue to fill your boy with the, the love of God and, his, and God's faithfulness that you know because of sin, bad things happen. Uh, bad things happen because of sin, and he's been sinned against, and he's been taken advantage, and what was done to him was wrong, and it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault, and that's what I would continue to remind him. Even, you know, you go to, you, they, they're there, at, he's there at the side of the bed at night, every night, and part of my prayers is, please, Father, remind my boy it's not his fault. In Jesus' okay. name, amen. Every day. And, okay. and the, in front of him, to his ears, um, if you see tears in his eyes, you know how you know how a mom, you know how you are, mom. You can feel what your son's feeling at the moment. Yes. 
And if you sense as you're driving in the car or something reminds him or he's afraid or you're at King Supers and you just sense whatever's feeling, you know, you can both tell him, you know what, son, it's not your fault. I love you. Or you can actually pray to the Lord and ask him to give you a word of wisdom for your son. Maybe you'll have discernment that he might be feeling something else. Like God wants to give you even a deeper spiritual insight on your boy so that you can continue to affirm him. You can continue to affirm God's love for him, that you can remind him that it's over, that it's not going to happen again with this person, that this person is going to face judgment for his justice, for his sinful acts. And, and you and dad are going to be the key components of his healing. And because I, you know, for us, again, I, again, don't take this personal. I'm just going to, I don't, I don't know you so I can say these things, Right. but what we have to be careful of is overreacting. Okay. Because overreacting will be magnified in a little eight year old's heart. Right. You know, if, if you guys need to get some steam out, then go for a walk. And go crazy on your walk, but be right. careful around your boy. That's yeah, that's what we do. I usually, you know, if I'm having a bad night, I go to the gym and I just kind of work it off, or I go for a drive and I just kind of cry to myself, or just deal with it on my own. And then I try to be as strong as I can in front of him. Yes, and and you know, I would even mention uh, and remind that the pain that you're going through. I know your boy's getting. Um, the focused attention as he should, um, but there's there's also the enemy attacking you, and maybe people are maybe you're feeling well. Nobody, this is my boy. Who cares about me? And 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 you know, it's just such a jumbled. Everything is so jumbled right now because really this such a travesty and traumatic sin. As we and now it's the headlines in our culture right now, isn't it? And right. now now we see how pervasive this kind of sin really is, and. And so you're like, well, me, I'm hurting too, because this is my boy. You know, this is my son. And right. and I would even say, I would even do the same thing with you that you're doing with your son, is that God knows that, and what you're feeling is normal. <clears throat> and if you need to go get your adrenaline going and you, you go to the gym, that, that doesn't make you a bad believer. If you're mad and you're screaming and things are coming to your mind because of the hurt that you're feeling, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a normal right. person, and right. God's going to heal some of the wounds in you. And you'll look back, and maybe in five years or so, and you'll see it's the, the, you'll make progress, and things will get progressively better. And ki- you know, the, the 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 cool thing is, um, is that kids are resilient. God's made them that way, and right. go- your boy's going to get through this. Uh, it's not like he's going to forget, and it's not like it's going to go away. And and in no way do we sweep it under the rug ever or hide it. You know, you guys you guys have notified the authorities already, right? The cops we are have. involved? Yes. Good? Yes, we have. Um, we, as our, you know, whenever we hear these things within the context of our fellowship family, we are zero tolerance, man. The, we have police in our own church. There are people that come to our church that, that came as a result of a phone call I made on someone confessing something in my office that happened in their family. Like, we don't mess around with this. Right. I agree uh, completely. And I'm glad that you guys got the police involved right away. Um, I know that the dynamics of the family and it's a family friend and, and and that's hard too, but we need to protect your son and every other little kid that would come in contact with this person. 
I completely agree. Yeah, because, um, you know, there are a lot of other children that come around this boy. And um, I'm only praying that he actually faces, you know, the consequences because they're, you know, we still we're still gonna we're still going through the da and yes they're still trying to prove that this happened and things like that um so we i just keep asking the lord to sustain me and pretty much he's the only one that's given me this the strength to face all of this head on because i'm not in therapy and i should be but um honestly the only reason that I'm able to, you know, face all of this is because the Lord is, you know, He's guiding me and giving me strength. Yes. To get well, through all I, of this. You know, um, there's a brother down in Colorado Springs who does a lot of this type of. Uh, he's a he's a strong believer, and if it's something that you guys would want to contact his office and just talk to him about, uh, and see if that's a prop, that's some steps. I mean. Obviously, you guys need to be in a church family. You need to be one in local in your community. Um, I, I don't know all that God's doing in Greeley. I'm sh- I know that there's dozens of wonderful churches there, but I do know Jeff. I know Jeff personally. I've known him for the 18 years I've been in Colorado. He and Sue and the team there are absolutely 100% trustworthy. Okay. Um <clears throat> I would love to to go see Jeff and take it, my child, my little boy, to go see uh, see him and you know have a word and that would be that good. would be good. That would be a good beginning. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. What did you say? You had something else um, in addition to this? Yes. I, well, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to see if you could pray for us for to you know for the strength and for okay. my boy. And that was pretty much what I was wanting. Okay, well, Father, we do pray for this tragic situation, and um, it's it's just so wrong and so difficult. And I lift up my sister and her son. I pray for his healing, Lord, spiritually, deep inside of his heart. And, God, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit in a way that honors, um, that, that really reflects His your love for him, um, your concern for him. And the the need for you to strengthen uh, and build him up in the faith. Uh, and I pray for the new church they're going to be a part of, the family, and we pray for justice in the legal system. I pray for true repentance, true repentance in this guy's life. And he, he, as as hard as it is in our in our minds, the cross even covers this sin. You died for this horrific sin and and even though um, there has been damage and brokenness you you still are on the throne and and God in one way or another you can bring out good from this even through the pain and so I lift up this situation to you in Jesus name amen, amen. thank you very much Pastor. thanks for calling I know that um, people listening in were also ministered to because it's um it's not you're not alone in having to go through this well, I thank you so much, and you know my heart goes out to any any person that's <clears throat> adult or child that is going through the situation. They're not alone, and um, you know I can just tell someone that's in this situation to to lean on God and and you know to have faith. Yes. 
Well, thanks um, for calling. Um, yes, I have one question. Yeah. What was the church called where Jeff is? Calvary Chapel Greeley. Calvary, okay. Calvary Chapel um, Greeley. If you, if you need any help looking for it, you can go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, and we have a church listing there. Okay. I will All do right. that. Thank you okay. so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're welcome. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, taking your calls, taking your questions, and uh, just being open to the healing work of the Holy Spirit and very difficult, very, very difficult. Uh, the, the enemy is fast at work to destroy young lives, uh, to destroy lives and families, period. Um, and sometimes it's through just horrific sin. This is a horrific sin, and it's not acceptable, and it is not okay, and it's not to be swept under the rug, and it's to have zero tolerance um, with a heart of forgiveness, with a heart of, of hope, but to protect those that cannot speak for themselves, period. And it is devastating, and I'm very sorry for those of you having to face this with your children or even with you having been taken advantage of by someone in a place of authority or uh, maybe in, within a church have being experienced some kind of spiritual abuse within a church. Uh, it's horrific, and I'm sorry. Uh, and I know it breaks the heart of God. 303-690-3000. We're going to move to line number two is Augie in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Augie, welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, Lord bless you. Um, really like your teaching on uh, there, and uh, you uh, um, do a very good job. The Lord speaks through you very well, sir. Thank you. But I do have a prayer request. Okay. Um, been jobless. Uh, be coming up on a year. I've done some uh, temp work. I've got enough money to make it through this month, but not next month. And uh, did apply for a job that I'm very um, um, capable of doing um, at a bank. And uh, I would just ask uh, if you could pray for God's favor. Of if if, if uh, just let me know what I'm supposed to be doing for a living. I will. I will. And I was noticing uh, when I saw the call screen that you're from um, go, um, you're from Cheyenne. I'm actually going to be teaching at Calvary Chapel Cheyenne for the very first time. Oh, uh, really? No, Professor November, Sean. November 18th, I'm going to do a men's, they have a men's conference going on on Saturday the 18th. And, and so I'm going to be in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Maybe we can meet. Yeah, it, it could be. Uh... Might be down in uh, Denver and saw on the fence from my sister-in-law, but you never know. I, I might. Uh, <laughs> we're crossing, we'll, yeah. we'll cross paths on I-25. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pray. God, I pray yeah. for my friend Augie, and I know that uh, he knows des- how desperate he is for that kind of work that he needs to provide for the needs of his family. And so would you give that to him? Uh, would you um, in- encourage him and strengthen him? Would you open the doors that no man can close? And would you close doors that no man can open uh, so that he knows exactly where he belongs and where he needs to be that he might be able to provide? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. And just to pray for you too, sir, I pray for traveling mercies for um, Pastor Ed as he comes up to uh, Cheyenne, Lord. 
Um, yes. I've driven I-25 a lot of times, and so just uh, help them there, Lord. Um, yes. I just pray that you give them the words to speak, to uh, um, encourage the uh, the men, Lord, to go out and do the work. For certainly That's the right. fields are ready to harvest, so we pray That's for right. the laborers to go out to bring the harvest in, and we give you all the praise and the thanks. And we thank you, Lord, that when two or three agree about anything, it'll be done more than we can ever imagine or think. So hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We receive that, Lord. Yes, thank you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Let us call us back um, as things start to sort out or or if um, you still need prayer to to find that job, because I know people are praying even even right now. And maybe even people in Cheyenne have job openings. Sometimes we get these texts, so uh, that say, hey, man, uh, I'll hire him. Uh, so you just never know. So call us back and yeah. let us know how it's going, okay? You bet. I sure will. All right. Bye-bye. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Hey, we're coming up on the end of today's program. Let's see if we can squeak in. Well, let me let me do this for sure. I got a text uh, from, I don't know who it's from because we don't see the names, but definitely probably someone from our church asked for prayer for the women's retreat as the warfare is already in full force. Uh, pray for softened hearts for the ladies coming up. True, 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 a thousand times true. Father, I pray for this retreat and the 300-plus women that are going to be up in the mountains this weekend, warfare in their marriages, warfare with their kids, warfare in their singleness and at work, and already schedule conflicts, people having to drop out uh, and be taken away. And I pray for this warfare that's in full force. I also pray for women that aren't going to the retreat that would would rather not go. Like their heart isn't spiritual. It's fleshly right now. And when they're given a choice to do this or to go to a women's retreat, they choose something, they choose anything other than a women's retreat just because they're not in a spiritual way right now. And and they're not going to be there. And I just know with Maureen coming out, you're... You're going to use her in a mighty way, such a gifted woman, and I pray for all the um, all the issues that are surfacing in their in their hearts and lives right now, especially for the women going up there in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's go to James. Uh, in Greeley, let's. I've got two minutes for you, James. Let's pr- pray for your wife. Are you still yes. with us? Yes. Is there anything you'd like to add uh, to what you share with the call screener? How can we pray? Um, um, it, it's just for you know her health, for her to uh, feel better about herself. You know. Yeah. Is is are the effects of the stroke significant? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, it goes. Uh, both ways. Sometimes there's very little side effects, and sometimes they're really bad. Um, right. And it's, it can put a person in the depths of despair. And, you know, one thing that you can do for her uh, alongside of her is begin to read the Psalms to her. Because if there was a place that David was often in, it was in the depths of despair. And the good news about the Psalms, one of the ways that God uses them in my life is is David, David seems to to go through the depths and then he remembers the goodness of God, goes through the depths and remembers the strength of God. It goes through the depths. And, and so remind your wife that, that the sorrow and discouragement that she feels, it doesn't make her a bad person. And, 
and it's not she's not a bad Christian because she's really struggling with how her body uh, is shutting down, you know, and how her body is responding to, you know, we all have these broken bodies and we just deal with them. We have different way different ways that comes out, and and a stroke is pretty significant, and um, and so we pray for James and his wife God, and I pray specifically for what she's feeling right now, just in bed. Uh, worried about the future. Maybe she's mad a little bit because depression has a lot to do with anger and and just really dealing with the reality of where her life is right now. I pray that you would touch her body and heal her, uh, especially having a couple of strokes, Lord. Her body is definitely responding to the wear and tear that, that has come over the years. And um, I pray that, that you would reveal uh, your will day by day uh, and strengthen James as he serves his wife because it's tiring and it's exhausting and it's hard for both of them. And and I, I pray that you would strengthen them and that the enemy would not take advantage. I mean, not not be um, not be victorious in his desire to destroy them. <laughs> in Jesus' name, Amen. Mm-hmm. Hey you, James, Pastor. do you do you read? Oh yes, yes. I, I are you a reader? Yes. Okay, I, I got a book I want to recommend to you. Um, you know, after my son died, I started buying every book on trials and difficulties, uh, and it doesn't matter what they are. Um, and and I came across amazingly powerfully encouraging book of a young woman that had a de- devastating stroke. Okay, it's called Hope Heals. Okay. Hope Heals, and the last name of the author is Wolf W O L F. Okay. It's it's a raw book, you know, it's raw of the things they faced, but there's great victory and her ministry is to encourage people just like you. Okay. All right, All right well, man. Thanks you, for Patrick. waiting. Bye-bye. You have a good day. Hey, thanks for uh thanks for tuning in today, guys. Love you. God bless you. I'm so honored to be a small part of your life. Tune in tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.